Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the TTP radio podcast on the Inside Lens Network with programming dedicated to bringing attention to unsolved homicides, suspicious deaths, and other topics of interest to our audience. My name is Denny Griffin, and my co-host is Delilah Jones of Imagine Publicity. Hiya, Delilah. Hello there, and we're back again for a, another episode on the Inside Lens Network, which really houses several different podcasts. And so there are subjects that listeners, you know, you take your pick. I, there's all kinds of things to listen to. We have over 700 episodes now, so we've been around a long, long time. But I just want to say that some of the podcasts that we, we run on Inside Lens Network are going to highlight criminal cases, some which are still open investigations. But our intent is to allow guests to present information for the consideration by you, the listener. So our podcasts and hosts, we don't represent our guests. We don't claim to solve cases, nor do we want to jeopardize any open investigations. Um, Our guests present their own information, and while we might suggest some resources and assistance, we're not liable for what they do with it. So um, that's our our little disclaimer of the day, and I think we're ready to jump right in, Denny. Today's show, we're pleased to have psychic medium Karen Storstein as our guest, and Karen will be doing many readings for three callers who are TTP members and or have submitted cases to the Cold Case Review Panel. Karen Storstein, MSMA, is considered a leading pioneer in applying intuitive intelligence in counseling and business, and her gifts are described as remarkable, pragmatic, and otherworldly by the media, executives, mental health professionals, higher education, and the general public. She's known for her rare combination of talents as an intuitive counselor, psychic medium, human development expert, executive coach, and public speaker. Karen has been featured on the ABC, NBC, and CBS TV networks and has been a contributing writer to Inc., TED, and Discover magazines. She was also a frequent guest on our Crime Wire shows, helping to solve murder and suspicious death cases. Over the last 30 years, she has developed several leadership universities for Fortune 500 companies. At the request of NASA's first chief knowledge officer, Karen authored the leading chapter of the textbook, Developing Informed Intuition for Decision-Making in 2019. People seek Karen's counsel and consult to find clarity in love, work, and life. She helps those who are experiencing grief, anxiety, and or depression, and who are ready to let go of the past to experience the miraculous. 
One of her greatest talents is connecting the living to loved ones on the other side. Karen holds a Master of Arts in Psychology with Honors, Master of Science in Business Management and Organization, Master of Science Minor in Finance, and Bachelor of Science in Management. Karen, welcome to the show. Well, thanks. Just for clarification, the ground rules for today's show are that each caller will be on for approximately 20 minutes, and each has submitted two or three specific questions they would like Karen to ask their loved one. Should Karen receive the names of any suspects, persons of interest, or witnesses, those names will be given to the caller off-air. And if you are interested in scheduling a private session with Karen, you can reach her through her website at www.karensinsight.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-S-I-N-S-I-G-H-T.com. Now, without further ado, let's go right to our first caller. Hey, Danny. Hey, Karen. Hi. This is John Quinn. Um, this is regarding my uh, my niece, Jeannie Quinn, uh, who was then 20 years old at the time. She was murdered in Abilene, Texas, on April 17, 2018. Body was found hanging in a field near Arnold Boulevard and Marigold Street with hard wire twisted around her neck. The autopsy states that Jeannie's death was the staged hanging. That's devastating. Okay, I'm just, bless your heart and bless the family's heart and bless Jeannie. Oh, my gosh, just so tragic. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to slow down my brain waves, and so I'm going to be quiet here, and I'm going to bring Jeannie in here, John, so just bear with me. Okay. Well, she's being sweet and a little funny with you, John, and she says, see, you found me. I'm not gone at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm very happy that you're here. Um, she's she's saying, and by the way, I know that you want to get in tune with the um, clarity around what happened, so we're going to do that, but I want to just, I tell you whatever I, whatever I get, because I've realized as long as I've been doing this work, that um, I might think something is just, um, uh, you know, they might be kidding or um, something or it's a metaphor, but it's actually literal. But anyway, she's just saying to you that you are, she's calling you a wise guy. And she feels like you guys joked around when she, um, on planet Earth. Hold on. Well, you know what, John? She says that she was feeling like a criminal on planet Earth, and she says for a very long time, and she says nobody knows that. Let me just see why. um, She's she's saying, well, because I wasn't honoring my family, and everybody was like, everybody was like trying to steer me, and I wasn't listening to anyone. Like stubborn sort of stubborn in her thought process. Um, And that was, I think, about, like, who she was hanging out with um, is how I'm going to view that. Let me just see. She says, take a lesson from me, John. When people say no, it means no. Okay. Like, I think that she pushed too hard is how I'm going to read that. But my interpretations, I'm on planet Earth, so I can be wrong. So it's better to go with her words. Just bear with here. The guy that she was with fried his brain. Um, 
she she says pretty much everybody knows who did it. Right. Um, including including you. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Let me see if I get what happened that day. She was joking around, and the person who did this didn't like it. Um, okay. Like, she was being, like, I feel, like, almost, like, carefree. I really stuck my neck out, and I shouldn't have done that. Let me see how. He knew that day he was going to do it. I'm sorry? He knew that day that he was going to do it, she said. Okay. Okay. So it was premeditated. All right. Um, let me see why. Wow. So... The thing is, she did not trust him anymore, and right. what he was doing was really bad stuff, and I think he was afraid that she was going to turn him in. Okay. Like like one of those relationships that, that people can get in. I'm surmising because I work with a lot of people who are in abusive relationships who are trying to get out, and right. um, like, like how do I get out of this? and sort of tiptoe my way out. Let's see if that's right. Does this make sense at all? Yes, yes it does. Um, well, here's the thing, is she knew, she's saying that she knew that it was a possibility that he could do what he did to her. And I'm like, this is, this is like, a, I mean, really, wow. This person had had a record and that's putting it lightly. Of course, drugs, right? He fried his brain, she said. Drugs were part of this. I think the day of, he told her not to talk. This is really so sick. I'm sorry, but this is obviously a very disordered, sick, sick person. This is, okay, so Jeannie's saying it's like he valued me, and he didn't think I was someone that should have this happen to but in his mind, it was like he had to do this. That makes kind sense. of like, this is my interpretation, but it's almost like it's going to be her or him. But this is like, she's such a sweetie pie. This is like, I mean, she's got such a sweet press. This is a very sweet, sweet person. This, I mean, that just got, she just got involved with someone that this should have just never happened to her. It's just so sad. Like she couldn't climb her way out. What right. what 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 questions do you what questions do you have? The first question is, uh, where was the last place you remember being? She was hidden, and she's saying she was hidden like in a garage somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, she knew where she was. She's saying I've been there before. Um. Should I ask anything about if other people saw them or were around yes. or anything like that? Yeah. Like witnesses? Um, this is, I feel like there were people around. She's like, Karen, people know what happened. And there's something odd about, um, this is, I don't know what this has to do with anything. Um, did is there anything about a truck or a truck being totaled or anything like that? Yes. 
Okay. She was, so, yes. Really? Okay. Because she's, she's like, Karen, they, they totaled my truck. And I have big chills around this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So should I ask if any of these people who were around would be people who would come forward? Yes. There are a okay. lot of people that do know. There are or aren't? There are. Okay. Like she's saying. Okay, that's what I'm getting to. Thanks for bearing with me. You can tell I'm like a translator, so I'm sorry about the quiet. I'm just, when I'm doing that, I'm obviously listening to her, so bear with. This is interesting. She's talking about her mom okay. um, having information. Her mom knows. Okay. So I don't know if these people were, you know, like around Jeannie and, and around her mom, you know. That's how I would take that. Like she pro- her mom probably met these people. Um, certainly the primary person um, responsible for this. Let me see who else. Well, what she's saying, John, is that it's probably going to take a while. There are some other people who need to be subpoenaed, and this is like, I hate to say this, but it's kind of like a little bit like the long, it's going to take a while. Yeah, it is it is taking a while. I know. I'm I'm sorry. And I and I um well but you know, she's not ruling out the possibility that some of these people are gonna come forward. Should I should I ask if there's anything like evidence that you need or what you need to put to to, you know, really implicate the person and yeah. people involved? Yeah, okay. there's a lead there. Okay. I think this is a meta <clears throat> I think this is a metaphor, but it may not be. Um maybe not. She says these people need to take their shoes off. Oh, you know, that might be like they have cold feet. So they're gonna take off you know, like they need to take off their shoes. So I think again it's getting people to talk. That's how I'm going to read that, unless there's something about their actual shoes that there's information on. Um, let me ask. There might be information on the actual shoes. On her okay. actual shoe? Yeah, on on actual shoes, too, of the other okay. people involved. <clears throat> so I think that's a double meaning. Um, okay. You know what she's saying, John? She's like, um, she's saying, John, you've already solved the case. You know. You know. What, yeah. You know who did this. Everybody knows the person who did this is lying about it. Okay. I'm just trying to see what do we need here. This is totally off the wall have no idea why I'm getting this, but again, I say whatever I get. She says, put a bow around his head. Put a bow around his head? Yeah. <clears throat> no idea what that means. Let me, I'm going to go to Divine Guidance and see if I can get information about how to implicate this this, this person. Um, wow. Whoa. 
sorry, John, you know what? I, I think the person who did it might end up coming clean. I think there's going to be an, hopefully more pressure on the person who did this to the point that it's almost going to be ridiculous that he doesn't come clean. He might end up owning up to it. Um, let, let me see why he would do that. Is that all right? Oh, I'm sorry. I know we're going yeah. over. I, 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 you know what, Jenny? I know I lose track of time. When I do this, I have my eyes closed. Let me just ask that one last question here. And, John, you can get a hold of me offline, but let me just see. This is the most bizarre thing. But the person who did this, I think, is so disordered that it's almost like he thinks that if he comes forward and says what he did, that he's going to be like have a pardon, that it's going to be easier on him. That makes sense. It does. Okay. Okay. Very disordered, sadly, seriously disordered human being, obviously. And I hope that they are, you know, I mean, they need some really good people who understand you know, disorders and that kind of thing to deal with this person, you know, like like psychiatry. Oh, John, I'm sending you lots of hugs and, and love your way and Jeannie's way. She's an Thank amazing, you. amazing spirit. Yeah. And let me know what else I can do. Got my information, okay? Yeah. Karen? Yes. Thank you very much, Karen. John, we're going to put you on mute. If you want to continue to listen, you can do that, or you can just hang up if that's what you want to do. Thank you. Thank you. And is this Donna, our next caller? It is. Hi, Donna. Hi. How are you? Good. And we'll let let you jump in with Karen and um, take it from here. Karen? Hi, Donna. Hello, Karen. Hello, Karen. Are you there? I am, sweet lady. Yeah. So you. So I was in 2012. My daughter died in June, June the 19th. She was 29 years old, and it was ruled a suicide. Three months later, my son, who was 26 years old, died, and it was ruled an accidental death. We know they were both murdered. And um, no one has been charged in either of the deaths, and there was no investigation. Then in 2017, my 20-year-old son died suddenly and unexpectedly. With Mariah, who is my daughter, the first to pass away, um, I'd like to ask her what happened to her in her last minute, in her last 12 hours of being, when she died. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, Donna, are you, so three of your children have passed? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Goodness. Oh, my gosh. Bless your heart. Um, okay. Let me bring Mariah in. I'm just going to. Send lots of love her way and your way here. Hold on. Well, the first thing that she's saying is, Mom, you're such a good person. None of this should have happened to you. My mom stands tall even though all this has happened. We've left you with a big hole in your heart. 
they're all they're all together, by the way. Um, yeah, I know. Mom, you're suffering more than we ever did. So the, she's saying, well, I'm I'm asking her if she was depressed, and she says, well, I, let's say I was very busy because she had children. I was very busy. Um. And she's saying, I, I say whatever I get, Donna. She says, I was a okay, little sketchy. I was a little sketchy, though, she says. Um, she's talking about her awareness, and she's saying, it was like I was blind. Um, and now her eyes are wide open, as well as your other children, um, obviously, because they're fully conscious there. Um you know, she was completely in the dark, and she, the person who did this, I think she thought, well, I'm not even going to say the person who did this. Okay, I'm just going to, those are my words. Let me frame it the way she did. She's saying, um, I thought I was loved. I never saw this happening, like um, just in the dark about it. I think there might have been people over the day that she died. Mm-hmm. You ask her who's male or female. Well, the thing is, though, too, she's saying she wanted to be left alone. And th- interestingly, I know this sounds like an um, antithesis of what I said before, but she's saying she wanted to be left alone. She, she, um, these people she didn't trust, couldn't count on them. I think it was a male and female who were o- who was who were over. Okay. Well, I'm just I just had I just had to ask her about her own death. Did you kill yourself? And she was like, No. She's like, I, I would not do that. In fact, she's saying she was pretty she she considered herself kind of charming. <laughs> um and and positive and upbeat. The people who did this knew what they were doing and they hid it. This is really terrible, but when I ask why they did it it's like because they knew that they were going to get away with it. They could. You know what, though? I feel like she was the one that was tired of the whole scene and that she kind of wanted out. She was very depressed. Uh-huh. It's interesting because it's like, I don't know, I, sometimes it seems like she came across that way and other times she seemed like she kept a, Oh, thick, like, you know, sip up her lip. Can you ask her um, what she wants to say? To, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can you ask her what she'd like to say to her kids, her three boys? I'm not dead. You still have to answer to me. <laughs> <laughs> Before... but. Before I get more information, can I ask her why she was so depressed, or do you know? Oh, I know. Okay, okay. She's It's cute. She says to the oldest child, uh, she wants them to run away in the sunset. Okay. Let's see about the second one. The second child apologizes all the time for her death. You know, like children who have nothing to do with it at all, but they feel over-responsible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Therapy would obviously really help. Her advice for the child is tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. 
fully express. And he really he honors her so much. And the third one likes to eat. <laughs> the the third one is the charmer. And the advice is make up your mind because you have a good one. Okay. Like trust, but follow the intuition. She just loves them so much. She she just feels so terrible that they've had to they've had to grow up without her and that she wasn't seeing things as clearly. Like it does feel like she wanted to get out of her situation. Almost like if she stayed, she was going to end up rotting. Mm-hmm. Should I ask her if you know who did it, or do, or um, you feel like you feel like you know who did it, don't you? Oh yeah, we know who did it. She oh, was, okay. There was only one person with her. There was only okay. one person, as far as we know, with her. But you're the third person that told me there was somebody else there. Well, I don't um, know if that was time of her murder, I'm saying the date you asked about the day of, and the day of yeah. there were out. I'm not okay. saying they were there when she died. Okay. Do you want to um, just, go to Hank? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I just reiterated that she just said that she that day she wanted to be left alone and sort of hide. Right. And she, she didn't did. want to be a part of it. Uh-huh. What were you gonna uh, what were you gonna say? Do you wanna go to Hank now? Oh is Mariah Oh oh okay, okay. Yeah, and I know I have to watch time here. I'm terrible at that. Um, let me just do that and then we'll you can reach me offline. Um question I wanna well, ask. First Hank. Thing he's saying, the first thing he's saying is he's a bull in a china shop. Yeah. Um he, yeah, he's very happy to be here. It's coming through very strong fun personality yeah what, what what did you want to ask um I wrote it down. Let, me, let me just see quickly what he just wants got, to say I just lost all my words ask hank who killed him just there was it was a just ask him who 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 killed him and see what he says we pretty much know but i'd like to see what he says please okay okay i know that this is going to be totally off the wall what he's saying here but I tell you what I get I don't know if it's just his way of communicating who this is but he says Oscar Mayer Wiener she is an Oscar Mayer Wiener I'm just that's I'm I'm not saying he or she I'm just telling you Oscar Mayer Wiener okay okay um and now I'm just going to ask him because we're going to do this offline because we're being cautious, okay? Or, you know, we're doing this. Um, so I'm going to be cautious. So I'm just going to ask if you know who did it, okay? Okay. Of course you know. Everybody knows. <laughs> Bingo. I think it was one of those things that that law enforcement might be involved if um, it this has to do with um, – the potential of law enforcement being being involved and people not wanting that to, them to be involved. Yep. Okay. And then then he he's funny. I don't know if Hank was funny. He's kind of funny. And then he says, "I said, honey, why else would would this be? You know, why else was this done?" And he says, "One flew over the cuckoo's nest." Like crazy, crazy people. 
He says, my God, Mom, you're a fighter. And he Ask says, him if Mom, Mom... Go ahead. Okay, what? He said, Mom, what? Oh, he says, my God, Mom, you're a fighter. And he's saying, I don't want you to be depressed. Let's start to smile, Mom. And then one last question only because I have to go to our next person. I'm so sorry. What What's the last question? It's about dodging my youngest. I just want to ask him what happened to him when he left. Let's let's sweet lady, we're running out of time. Let's um let's do that offline. Um okay? Okay. Okay, I'm bless okay. your heart. I can't Thank even you. imagine Thank what you. you've been through. Oh, hugs to Don. You're welcome. Thank you very much. You have a you're very welcome. blessed day. You too. Well, Donna, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you so you can listen in if you like, and we're gonna okay, go to our you. next caller. Hello, Garland. Yeah, hello. Hi. Um, Hi. How are you? And Karen, I didn't mute you this time. <laughs> no, I'm all, <laughs> all right. Then. Well. I got in. I, I was unsure about Eastern time or Central time. I'm in Central, but thank God I got it right. You're right on time, Garland. Perfect. Perfect. So go ahead. Uh, what What happened? Well, um, you know, uh, my uh, my only child, my only son, and uh, his girlfriend were murdered in August the 23rd of 1990. Here in Houston, the case is still ongoing. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I have a Zoom meeting with the DA at two o'clock Thursday to, for any updates. Updates. I've been waiting on updates for for thirty years. But the questions were, you know, um, did Andy know who committed the crime? Did he know who murdered he and Cheryl? And uh, there's just uh, so many questions, some that I think I have answers to, but still, you know, it's um, it's been frustrating to say the least for 30 years. He's lived, uh, you know, he, he lived almost eight years less than the time he's been gone from us, two weeks short of his 22nd birthday, which would have been September the 6th. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm Bless your heart. Um, I'm so sorry, and it's been so long. Um, oh, God. Okay, well, let me bring in Andy and see. Um, let me ask that question if, if he if he knew um, at the time who did this, right? Um, so just bear with me here. I'm going to bring him on in. I don't know why he's giving you a popsicle. Um <laughs> He's he's so sweet. He's like very thoughtful. Your son. He's like bringing everybody popsicles. Um, <laughs> very very charming son you have here. Um, wow. Okay. He did. He did know this guy, and he lived. I'm going to say that loosely, but I tell you what I get. He lived very close to us. Like, he's almost saying, like, next door. Huh. Yeah, this was definitely, like, he wanted me to pay. I'm trying to see why. Well, I think in part because he got the girl, 
and there was like this person who did it is like, well, obviously only somebody who's a complete sociopath would do something like this, number one. But I think it's about like jealous, like envy is in part. He behaved like an animal. He's a self-centered prick. The guy also had an anxiety disorder, which is interesting because this person's so arrogant. It's almost like it's, it's, um, I call it duping and it's like what sociopaths do where they, they dupe, like I'm going to outsmart you. Okay. Um, Should I ask if, if, if you know who did it and if, if you've got the right person in mind and if that person's going to end up being incriminated? Um, It's um, the person, the person he's describing is a person that has been in, in my sights since the second day, only because of Cheryl, his girlfriend's father, calling out his name and saying, I know this person had something to do with it. He was extremely infatuated with the girl um, that Andy had started dating. He was, um, uh, for sure, he was arrogant. Uh, his... Um, uh, and and for sure, uh, as far as he got the girl, yes, uh, it was um, definitely a a crime of of, of I don't know vind- I don't know vindictiveness is a good word. It's, it was a crime that perpetrated against the girl uh, to I mean to to just. Um, really inflict as much injury and pain on her as anything else, although quite quite a bit of pain to Andy as well with the throat viciously slashed. Um, so many things that, that go along with what you had said about this person. Uh, Andy would not have known him personally, other than maybe meeting him when they were out on a date, as they were the night that it had happened. That it was surmised that they had been followed to where they were eventually murdered later that evening, within maybe a couple of hours. Um, Uh That she she was killed first which was the hardest thing for me to understand because that meant that Andy had to listen to her scream or whatever, knowing he's tied to a tree, he can't go, and that he had been the last to be killed, which was very, very difficult to accept, knowing there was nothing, nothing that he could do about it. Oh, Um, my God. we have we have hoped, we've prayed, my family, Cheryl's family, forever that you know, we we would get some kind of resolve for this case. They had the DNA from two different girls, her and one that had been raped, which did not make any sense to me, but gave us the belief that there was more than one person. Different people that one person that had did the rape, but different people that had did the murder. 
because the same person that had raped Cheryl, 100% DNA match, had also raped a girl less than two months prior in June of 1990, yet this girl was not physically harmed. She was, of course, the, the, the terrorization of being raped and the mental problems that she went through, but physically not harmed, not hit, not stabbed, not cut, not shot, nothing. And for the uh-huh. same rapist to do the same crime as far as the rape, but be involved in a double capital murder just never made any sense to me. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, like the other person who, who the, or the person who did the rape, and I did get that this person, this person has so much rage that, um, that it's this, well, I guess it wouldn't, you know, I wonder too, like you're saying, Karen, there had to be more than one person involved. You know, the person who was, who was, uh, the woman who was raped first, you know, nothing happened to her physic. Well, it happened to her physically, but she wasn't murdered. So, um, why, why this, why were they murdered? Who else was involved? It's not all lining up. Um, hold, hold let me talk to your son here, um, Garland. Let me see if I can get some answers. Okay. Well, this is, I get maybe three people involved. The exact um, number that I have. Oh, okay. That's what he's saying. And um, they were guys who covered for each other. Yes. Um, and let me see if they've continued to do this, this, because the kind of person, people who would do this, like the raping and stuff, this is like somebody who's repeat offender. You know, they keep doing this kind of thing. Um, these people are serial, um, criminals and not putting it lightly. Okay. Um, I, I'm actually kind of shocked, honestly, that, that they haven't, that this hasn't been solved. Um, should I ask? Let's ask your son because I know we're at the end here. Let me just ask him if he thinks this will be solved. How's that? Okay. He's he's saying, Dad, you've got this tied up in a bow. As long as my dad's involved, this will be solved. You've got this. And I'm just. And by the way, I don't know if you've heard the show before, but I don't always get that. Sometimes family members say, "Move on and please." stop. This is dangerous. Stop. But that's not what I'm getting from Andy. So what you're doing is, is working. Even though I know it's taken forever. I'm so sorry about, I'm so sorry about your loss. And you can reach me offline, um, you know, too. I know that we're at the end of the show here. Denny? Mm-hmm. Okay, Karen, do you want to uh, give out your best uh, contact phone number for anybody, uh, any of the callers who need to get in touch with you to make sure that they call the right number? Yeah, so the number is 303-506-6745. My website is karensinsight.com. And um, I write articles for for a magazine, um, and the, one of the last articles I wrote that I think might be helpful to the listeners and families is called 
Um, it's called Spirit, Science, and Psychic. Um, and it is answering how to answer the call from the other side. And so um, there's um, information about how our loved ones on the other side try to reach us or do reach us, I should say, and a little about the quantum physics that explains how this, this world works, about how we can still connect with our loved ones. And they certainly are connecting to all of these families and, and their love goes on. Okay, I'm, I'm afraid we're out of time here. Uh, Karen, I want to thank you so much again for being with us and sharing your talents and abilities with our callers. And thanks also to our audience for listening. Until next time, stay healthy and stay safe. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.